5: Today is Tuesday, April 27th, 2021. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, live from Elizabeth City, North Carolina, I'm standing at the very spot where Andrew Brown Jr. uh, was initially shot by sheriff's deputies uh, here in this county. We will show you the results of the independent autopsy conducted by the family. We'll also give you their reaction. In addition to that, we'll hear from the head of the North Carolina NAACP, as well as the man who is the landlord of the home here, who has known Andrew Brown Jr. since he was five years old, plus uh, a 12-year city councilman, talks about the impact of this shooting on this city as well. In addition to that, folks, we will also hear from a black family who had their son killed by a detective in High Point, North Carolina, six months ago. They still have no answers. Folks, we have a jam-packed show. It is time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Let's go. Whatever it is. Folks, it has been six days since days since Andrew Brown, since he was shot and killed here uh, in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. You see, we are at the spot uh, where he was shot and killed. You see, what they have done is they have actually placed uh, these candles out here where it says, Drew, this is his home right here. Uh, folks, uh, the answers are still not forthcoming as to exactly what is going on, What? caused uh the sheriff's deputies to shoot and kill andrew brown jr no one knows yet and we're still trying to figure that out here's the fundamental problem this the county the district attorney the sheriffs they still are not talking with anyone they still are not communicating with the family today there was a news conference here in elizabeth city in this particular news conference uh where the attorneys for the family they talked about the independent autopsy that was conducted on behalf of the family and laid those results out but still folks we have not heard from the district attorney we don't even know who's leading this investigation if an investigation has even started if the deputy sheriffs if they have actually been interviewed Here's a roundup from today's news conference. We commissioned
6: a private individual autopsy report, post-mortem report, because we don't have access to anything that's official. And what our preliminary autopsy report shows is that there were five penetrating bullet wounds to the body of Andrew Brown Jr. Now consistent with what you have probably already heard is that the first initial shots were through the front windshield of the
7: vehicle that he was lo- located in
6: at the time that
7: that that? Hold on one second. They're trying to do surveillance on us. What you probably
6: heard uh, already, and you heard yesterday when Ms. Lasseter gave her recitation of what she saw on the, on the uh, video yesterday was that Mr. Brown had his arms up on the steering wheel of the vehicle that he was then located in. And what happened was that there were five, four bullet wounds, excuse me, four bullet wounds to his right arm. These bullet wounds, according to the autopsy, were more or less glancing shots. They were not fatal shots. So he was able to back up, as these shots were coming into the vehicle, he was able to back up, turn the vehicle around, spin off across a vacant lot, and at that time, he was hit in the back of the head here, and that is the fatal bullet wound that was described in the death certificate as a penetrating bullet wound to the skull. And that was the cause of death that was the manner of death by gunshot. So we now know, because we have not been able to get any official documentation concerning this shooting, that this in fact was a fatal wound to the back of Mr. Brown's head as he was leaving the site trying to evade being shot at by these particular law enforcement officers who we believe did nothing but a straight out execution by shooting him in the back of his head as he was trying to get away in a moving vehicle, which no doubt is also against police practice to shoot into a moving vehicle to a person who posed no threat whatsoever to the officers then and there on the scene. So in summary, his death was caused by these officers with a bullet wound to the back of his head that caused him to lose control of that vehicle and crash into a tree. And I think once the video actually comes out, we're gonna also find out that there were shots into that vehicle after it crashed into the tree and after he had been hit in the back of the head. The certificate also says that the time of death was within minutes, within minutes, After this particular gunshot wound to the back of the
5: head. Folks, uh, if you see exactly um, what is going on here, again, Henry, uh, go to this, go to the drone shot. So, folks, what you're seeing is an overhead shot right now uh, of... Uh, this scene here and what you're seeing what you're seeing right here is you can actually uh, see the tire tracks and so you can see me down here these are the tire tracks uh, that are right here here we come back to me so folks this is what he was describing where I'm standing, literally, uh, Andrew Brown Jr. was pointed in at that particular direction uh, right there. Uh, let's actually go back to the drone shot. What you'll see, folks, is you see where the black truck is. Uh, the police came down that particular street, and they pulled up where our tent is, where our Roland Martin unfiltered tent is. And uh, according to the attorney you just saw it, that was a tent. Okay, then they parked right there. Uh, you can come back to me. Brown was literally in this spot where I am standing in his vehicle. Then, then when they came in, and so what then happened was shots began to get fired. What they then did was uh, he tried to run away. Let's go back to the drone shot. What you'll see is you will see the tire marks. You see the tire marks where he basically backed up. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring I'm going to bring the drone down so you can actually see uh, even more so. Uh, these particular tire marks uh, to understand uh, exactly what took place. And so uh, you see right here, you can actually see visibly uh, where you have those double tracks right there, okay? You see those double tracks where he basically spun out in that direction. That's why you see the, the mud splattered up against the wall. And then, of course, and then uh, he he came out, uh, and then what he then did was he, uh, he, he drove across the street. So just to give you this particular vantage point, I'm going to do this here. Uh, here, you can come back to me. I'm going to spin this drone around uh, so people can actually see from this particular perspective right here uh gonna show this here and so and so this let me go pull up here okay so it's all good just take the drone shot so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna spin it around and so if so this is the direction right here uh you will see so he's went in this direction right here, and, a, and that's uh, the home of Michael Gordon. I got it wrong yesterday. Uh, so uh, he told me, he said, you got to get it right. Uh, and so basically uh, what Drew did was, and let me just sort of simulate this, folks, uh, for you, if you will, uh, and that is uh, he was basically coming in this direction. He was basically coming in this direction. Then all of a sudden his car was coming across here. This car is coming across here. They continue to fire the shots. That that is the home right there of uh, Mr. Michael Gordon. And then the bullets were went into the into the home there. And then you will see it went right. And then this is where right here is where Andrew Brown ended up. His car crashed into that particular tree right there. And, folks, that's when, uh, that's exactly where he died. Now, what we also want to show you is this here. Uh, There was a uh, police camera. There was a police camera. I'm going to bring this back. Sorry, folks. So we got some cars that are coming. I don't want our drone to get hit. Uh, And the drone just got hit. But uh, we'll fix that. We'll fix that. Uh, Yeah, I know the car was coming. Anthony, you go get the drone. Take care of it. Yeah, literally just got hit. Uh, just got hit there. Uh, so, so here's the deal, folks. So here's what happened, okay? So, so here, so here's what happened here, okay? So here's what happened here, okay? There's a police camera. It's a police camera. Uh, there's a city camera that is sitting uh, up here. There's a city camera that is sitting up here. That city camera, that city camera, captured what took place here. The problem is the sheriff. They now have the camera? We've been trying to get access to that particular video. Have not been able to get access to it. We put in a freedom. We put in a freedom of request form uh, for that video. Uh, We put a a freedom of request form for that video, have not been able uh, to get the video just yet. So that's what we're doing. Okay. so right now we're going to do this here after today's news conference. uh, What we did was we talked with the attorneys specifically about what was going on. We talked with them about what this case, what's going on, what's happening to get a better understanding. Several of these attorneys. This is our conversation. Folks, the 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 thing that still just is is stuck out on me, I cannot recall all the cases I've covered. Virtually no comment from a DA, county commissioners, sheriff. No release of information. Nothing from the communications people. uh, Nothing. Uh, Is 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 this a shock to you?
8: No, it's it's not a shock. Uh, To my understanding, district attorney is running for superior court judge. He's playing politics. He's trying to play both hands, but he's failing miserably. Uh, he gave us an indication, uh, Mr. year and us, uh, Attorney Lassner and us, that the family will have an opportunity to see this video, complete video, no redaction. He, that he fell on that promise. He absolutely fell on that promise. He have been radio silence thus far. But he did put out something yesterday, his launching for his campaign for Superior Court judge. But for this crisis in his county, radio silence.
9: And totally in agreement. Um, he has not responded. He has not said anything since we talked to him on last Thursday when he b- promised he was going to do certain things, which is at least give the family a chance to see the video, um, redacted raw video coverage, and that was not done. Uh,
5: public pressure clearly is the only thing that's going uh, get, to uh, get them to move on this. Uh, ben, your thoughts on that?
7: I think absolutely it's going to be the court of public opinion that will influence the court of law just like it happened in Breonna Taylor, just how it happened in George Floyd, is the people having to stand up outside the courtroom to influence what's gonna happen in the courtroom. I will say this, Roland Martin, you asked a profound question. Have we ever seen anything like this? Yes, we have, but we thought we had gotten past it. I mean, that was the old playbook with Michael Brown. That was the old playbook with Trayvon Martin. You know, 10 years ago, they wouldn't do anything. But since we raised the black consciousness level in America, and you remember, Roland, when we were back there stomping in Sanford, they had got away from trying to hide the ball. But it seemed like in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, they haven't learned their lesson.
5: I just think that uh, they're going to have to uh, it's going to have to take the people of this city uh, in this county uh, every single day, uh, keeping that heat on them, because otherwise, uh, if they don't if if they see it petering it out, if they see, okay, fine, not that many folks there. No, it it has to be a level of intensity in order for to get them to move. That's the only thing that's going to happen. Uh, Your your thoughts on that?
8: I mean, I agree with you, but the thing that shocked me the most is that. When you have lawyers of this caliber come to a place like this and it felt like they talked on deaf ears, they didn't respect them for for people I know like from the streets that go and get cases and catch cases and get legal aid lawyers, if these people right here in this city couldn't do what what we thought that they could do like this I feel sorry for the people here that got to deal with the situations where you got a legal aid or something. Cause this, this system here is uh, an in-house system, and if you ain't in-house with them, you might not get justice.
5: Uh, the hearing tomorrow is going to be huge um, and in terms of g- getting that video released. Uh, any uh, any indication, uh, from your perspective, will the DA support it, oppose it? Are there any public officials, do you know, who are, who are calling for it to be publicly released?
6: Well, I think the city council here in Elizabeth City has indicated that they do want the video released. I think the county commission has indicated that they do not. They support the sheriff. They support the county attorney. Uh, But I don't think that this video is going to stay hidden for very long, much longer. Uh, The media, the people in the street, the pressure that's being placed upon these government officials is going to be so great over time that eventually it's going to come out. And what it's going to reveal is that there was a failure in this community from the police standpoint, from the sheriff's office, in their tactics, in their methodology, in the fact that they basically... They had no respect for the law. They took an arrest warrant and took it to be an execution warrant.
7: You know, Roland, in Pasco County, Pasco Tank County, they are different from the leadership in the city. Elizabeth City is the majority population of the county, and they're controlled by brothers and sisters. They have went on record to vote unanimously to say, release the video. But it's the county DA, the county sheriff, the district attorney, people who don't accurately, I guess, uh, represent the interests of our community, saying, no, we won't release the video. And so we have to show them that we will not be marginalized because they're used to marginalizing black people in this county. don't
5: they have two black county commissioners? Where are
8: they? It's the division here for the, co- the government. The city, if you look at the, look at the police um, force for the city, have one white command staff, rest of the officers black. The county has one black, and rest of the rest of the command is white. It's complete division here in this city, and you are seeing it at its face. The city saying release the tape, the county is saying no, we're not going to release the tape, and the question about the district attorney. He is going to oppose it. He is going to oppose it, but you need to leave, listen carefully. Why? What is his opposition? If he's opposing it for an arrest, where's the damn arrest at? Where's the damn arrest at?
5: So. All right, then. Well, look, uh, we're certainly going to uh, stay on top of it, and we'll see what happens uh, in, in tomorrow's court hearing. I'm sure that's not going to be the end of it. So we'll stay on top.
8: Thank you. Man. I appreciate
5: it. Thanks a lot. All right, folks, in a moment, we're going to uh, show you my interview with the uh, head of the North Carolina State Conference of the NAACP, as well as uh, the brother who actually owns this home, uh, who knew and who's known Andrew Brown for a number of years. Right now, though, I want to bring in uh, my panel uh, to uh, talk to them uh, about this. Let's go to uh, Ben Dixon. He is host of the Benjamin Dixon Show podcast, uh Bethea, communication strategist, and also Mustafa Santiago Ali, uh, Ph.D., former senior advisor for the Environmental Justice EPA. DA. Benjamin, I want to start with you. Uh, the, The lack of answers, the lack of understanding. Literally, we do not know if there's an investigation. We don't know who's leading the investigation. We don't know who they're talking to. We have not had a public statement from the DA. We have not had his communications folks come out and say anything to anybody about what's going on. Uh, and so you had yesterday showing of the video, uh, 20 seconds. All right, we're talking about we talk about being right here where there's that's a city camera, uh, and then again we've had to request that particular video, which is not under the jurisdiction of, of the sheriff's as well. Uh, and it is as if there's this constant or this mold or a cone of silence in Elizabeth City and in this county
10: that simply baffling uh, to people living here and across the country. Yeah. Uh, Roland, there is a, uh, a thing that happens after every police shooting where the police like to give themselves enough time, and not just the police, but all that are involved. Uh, the prosecuting attorneys, DA, in, in the case of Breonna Taylor, you had it all go all the way to Daniel Cameron. They give themselves enough time to get their story right and the story that they want to run with in the media. Despite the evidence that's in the video, they have to make sure that they can corroborate their stories amongst themselves so that when they go out and speak, they can all speak in one voice. Ben uh, Crump actually mentioned um, Ferguson. When he was speaking in that clip that you shared and it just really shows you how the games that have been played over the last 10 years since Ferguson all the way back to Trayvon Martin all the way through any police shooting. It's the same game that's played over and over again. The police are not there by themselves in these issues. They have the prosecuting attorney sometimes and the district attorneys behind them in this in these types of cover
11: ups.
5: Uh, Mustafa, th- that really is uh, a fundamental problem that we're facing here. Folks here have been calling for transparency. The problem is we don't have transparency.
12: Yeah, well, they know with transparency then means that folks are going to get the real information. Folks are even going to get even more mobilized when they see the execution of this young man. And that's exactly what it is. When you have a kill shot to the back of the head, that's an execution shot. So mm. we understand this game that is continually being played where black folks can have their hands on the wheel of a car and be killed, or you can have your hands handcuffed behind your back and still be shot. Um, and we see this play out time and time again where we are complying. And the interesting thing about this case is that I don't blame that brother for actually trying to drive away. If you're shooting at me, I'm trying to get away as well. That is just a natural state of someone trying to protect their lives because we have seen across the country, when you comply and when you listen to whatever the order might be from a law enforcement officer, you are literally rolling the dice with your life. So until they do better, we have to do what we have to do to try and protect ourselves.
5: Uh, Kelly, uh, uh, as someone who's a communication strategist, uh, the folks here are failing communications 101 across the board
13: across the board, you're you're absolutely right. When it comes to situations like this, like the number one thing you should be doing in crisis communications is getting ahead of the story and, and holding yourselves accountable by controlling the narrative. Um, be as honest as possible, but could still control the narrative. These police officers down in North Carolina aren't doing that probably because they know that they were in the wrong and there's no way uh, to do this ethically, crisis communications uh, specialists be damned. There's no way to do this and 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 get ahead of it in a way that makes you look good. Um, mm. It looks like that these cops were just simply overzealous, racially biased, and straight up wrong. When your hands are on the steering wheel, that's the number one thing that people are. Uh, telling us to do as black people. When a cop sees you, 10 and 2, make sure that everything's clear, they see your hands, all of these things. Andrew Brown did all of that, and he was still killed. And frankly, I am tired, and I know I'm not the only one, I am tired of having to explain Why my life matters, why I deserve the same courtesy, why I deserve the same benefit of the doubt, why I deserve the same amount of grace as my white counterparts in these situations. Because right now, it looks like there's, you know, you hear this analogy right now of, you know, oh, a few bad apples, et cetera, et cetera. This is a rotten tree. And the few bad apples are actually the good cops. What we're seeing right now is the norm. What we're seeing right now is what they are actually trained to do. The difference is it's on camera now, and they have to be held accountable for their actions now. And the fact that we are not given the same courtesy, we are not given the same grace as our white counterparts in these situations, it's absurd, especially when you see white people in the craziest situations with cops, and they are still alive at the end of the day. I'll never forget in 2016 in Florida, this man was a cannibal eating somebody's face in front of a slew of cops. And they never took out their gun. They took out tasers. They brought in the canine unit. They took, um, it, it was tasers, canine unit, three deputies tackling him. He's still alive awaiting trial. And Makia mm-hmm. Bryant is dead. Because she was in, tel- she was allegedly defending herself. Andrew Brown is dead because he was trying to comply. It makes no sense that my skin is more dangerous than a white cannibal. Mm.
5: Uh, Folks, uh, we have been talking to a number of people uh, here in Elizabeth City. Uh, We've been talking uh, to neighbors, again, folks uh, who have been impacted. The bullet that went through the door of Michael Gordon right across the street here. Uh, We've been talking to individuals who grew up with Andrew Brown Jr., uh, folks who have talked about Uh, uh, the city councilman and so many others uh, as well and so uh, we had an opportunity to talk with uh, the head of the North Carolina State Conference of the NAACP uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, Spearman Uh, he came by they they had a minister's news conference uh, earlier today Uh, we're going to be streaming that news conference of the pastors after today's show and so if you for that news conference of the pastors you can see that after today's show, but we had a chance to catch up with Reverend Spearman, uh, right here at the scene of the home. Here's our conversation with him. Reverend Dr. Spearman, y'all got together and you had a news conference earlier today. Uh, uh, talk about that.
11: Yes, we gathered together. Uh, the clergy, the area clergy had a, an exclusive meeting with them at two o'clock and the attorney, uh, uh, Harry Daniels was with us on hand to provide any answers to any questions that they had. But our our goal was to mobilize the pastors in the area and any ministers that may have, int- have had interest in being with us so that we can make sure that we set the narrative straight. Uh, one of the things that was concerning to me is how on the uh, the day that they were going to mm-hmm. show the footage to the family. That they they declare the state of emergency, right? Which is always, you know, you know what's going to. They already right. knew what was going to be on the tapes, and they're basically setting us up to go out and tear up stuff and all of that kind of thing, which you know we don't we don't do, but they try to compel us to do those kinds of things. Right. Yeah. So we uh we called a a moral state of emergency, and tried to change the the uh, context and help them to understand some things, especially. About the uniqueness right. of the black belt of, in the state of North Carolina. You know, this is one of the this is one of the original forty pre-clearance counties mm-hmm. in North Carolina that uh, that uh, of course was eviscerated in the uh, in the uh, twenty thirteen uh, Supreme Court decision, mm-hmm. Shelby versus Holder. Yeah.
5: Talk about um, again. Uh, yeah, we've spent a lot of time talking to people here. They've expressed their frustrations. Uh, with, uh, with 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 the county officials here, uh, they said you have black representation on the city council, but so the issue
11: is with this county. Right, and that was something that I was adamant to bring out. I was intentional to bring out that um, my, as far as I was concerned, that it wasn't even the count. It wasn't even the sheriff who was the one that we should put the spotlight on, but it's the district attorney. Right. And the district attorney is now—he's uh, uh, poised to run for the superior court seat here in uh, here in the—I uh, the, the, think it's called prosecutor, the first prosecutorial prosecutorial district. Right. And uh, as such, he would be the only, because the seat was occupied by Judge J. C. Cole, who was an African American for 20 some years, he and his wife. But now, if this dude wins. It would be in the hands of a white person, and you know, in 2018, the North Carolina NAACP traveled to uh, Washington, D.C. to oppose the confirmation of Thomas Farr to the Eastern District of mm-hmm. North Carolina. Right. So we uh, there's there's some there's an African American that's running, and uh, and and the choice, the pick, really of J- Judge uh, Cole, and we're hoping that uh, we'll see something manifest there. Well, and the, the issue there, and talk about the attorneys and others, is just how of the DA has been non-responsive. Non-responsive, Roland. I have been calling the office continually. When I first called on April 21st, they told me that he was not going to be in his office until the 26th of April. And I said then, I said, that's unacceptable. You're telling me that he's out of pocket until the 26th with all of this that's going on? They gave me a number to call and told me to leave leave a message, which I did, and no response whatsoever, none. And the sheriff's office was likewise. So you know, it, it it tells a tale on how they treat, how they've been treating us, and expecting us to roll over and take it for a long time, for a long time. This is a stronghold, and if our if our people don't begin to wake up and smell the coffee and do what needs to be done, then shame on us, you know, because we have to we have to rise up and start doing the. Doing what we need to do to get out of the, all of this kind of bondage that is that is that we're faced with. All right. Well, Reverend Thurman, we truly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Good to see you, sir. Good I to see. I, you. I I uh we I, my colleagues and I wanted to come by here and see where where Brother Andrew Brown Jr. was killed. Was mm-hmm. was, was, was I mean just slaughtered. Yep. Slaughtered. That's that's what happened. All right. So we're gonna so stay on it. You set up, boy. You set up at the right place. Man. I appreciate God it. God bless you, man. Thanks appreciate a lot. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Thank you.
5: Again, folks are simply perplexed uh, about all of that uh, that is taking place here in Elizabeth City. The demand for answers. Here's what is going to be happening tomorrow. Uh, they are going to court. Uh, there has been uh, a, a legal effort filed to get the body cam footage released. Last week, the sheriff said he would like to do so. He said that he would actually uh, go to court to get it released. At the news conference today, Uh, The attorneys talked about North Carolina law and how difficult it is uh, compared to other states to get body camera footage released. Uh, And so they don't actually have to go to court to do so. But the district attorney, we understand, uh, is going to oppose the release of the body camera footage. Going to oppose that now, Benjamin. What we're still waiting on again, as I said earlier, we, we put in and so did other media outlets a freedom of information request for the city camera that's located uh, here. In a moment, we're going to be showing you an interview that we did with the city councilman here uh, where we, he t- we talked about that. Uh, but not so, it's going to be a legal battle tomorrow. And so, what's interesting is you have the sheriff on one hand who said that he was going to file that. The person who was fighting the attorneys yesterday was the county attorney. Now you're going to have the district attorney who supposedly is going to be against
10: this. So tomorrow that legal battle will take place in a North Carolina courtroom. Yeah, Roland, And again, this goes right back to the fact that this is all one crooked Corrupt system that comes at the expense of Black lives too often. They are all co-conspirators. They're even if they are there as good faith actors, they are still there to protect the system. And to see them come down in this particular situation uh, to prevent the information from being released as it pertains uh, to this particular case, it is disconcerting because we've seen this play itself out so many times. We have to fight so hard to get so little justice in this country. And so it's it, it's one of the reasons I'm so glad that you're there, along with all the attorneys that are there, because they are putting up every possible offense to stopping uh, progress and stopping the information from being released. And that's because they know if it is released, then it is going to damn them because of what they've already seen in the video. They know what's in it.
5: Uh, absolutely they do know what's in it Kelly and and that's the difference as the attorney said today as Ben Crump said trust me if Andrew Brown Jr. was absolutely in the wrong that he was shot uh, and killed last Wednesday that video would have been out Wednesday night
13: it would have been out the minute that it happened honestly Um, and you saw that uh, last week with uh, Makia Bryant's case so the fact that you know, people are justifying the murder of a 16-year-old allegedly trying to defend herself just because of what a video looks like um, compared to this situation where, by all accounts, with the exception of the police, because we don't know what their account is, um, Andrew Brown was completely in the right. He was compliant. He was, you know, doing everything that he was supposed to do. And this goes back to my point that I just said a couple minutes ago, I deserve, we deserve as black people the same amount of courtesy, the same amount of grace, the same benefit of the doubt as my white counterparts when it comes to these situations. All we're asking, frankly, is to arrest us like we're white.
5: Mm.
12: Good point, Mustafa. It's an excellent point. You know, comes down to this. We know that these cabals exist around our country where these individuals will do these types of actions where they get everybody together, there's silence, there's no transparency, and then you know they'll begin to sort of leak out little tiny bits of information and in trying to sort of paint the individual uh, in a less than human way. So for us to counter that, one of the things that we do is continue to put a spotlight on this, but two, in listening to the minister, we gotta make sure that we're also voting in record numbers so that we get the right people into these offices to be able to counteract some of this thing. And then the third part that's tied to our vote is making sure that we have a Department of Justice that has individuals who are willing to lean in on these types of things. Now, I know it has to play out for a little bit on that local level, but the Department of Justice knows that these types of cases continue to happen across our country. And that means we need a Department of Justice strike team so that when these types of killings happen, that they are on the ready and they are already moving toward where these places happen to make sure that people are actually following the right things and getting information out and making sure there's no funny business. So our vote is supposed to matter. So Department of Justice, we need you to be on your job.
5: Uh, and so we're still waiting to hear from that. Now, uh, speaking of the investigation, uh, earlier today uh, when we came out to the, to the scene here, uh, several investigators from the State Bureau of Investigation, a couple of the investigators actually came out uh, and they met with uh, the landlord here. And so this is the video here of those investigators arriving on the scene here to talk to the landlord. Uh, and so what they were coming to do, they were coming to actually uh, uh, check to see about additional cameras. Uh, Apparently, uh, there were cameras uh, that were actually inside. There were cameras that that was a ring camera, and apparently there was another camera. Uh, They thought, or they were told, that there were additional cameras on the inside. They wanted to check that out, and so they went inside. They offered no comment to those of us uh, in the media, uh, and so uh, that's what they did there. So after they went through the home, they were only in there. They were only in there max maybe maybe uh, ten minutes. Uh, then we had an opportunity uh, to talk with the landlord uh, about what they were looking for, what they were in search of. He also had an opportunity to talk to us about Andrew Brown Jr., someone that he has known uh, since Brown was five years old. Of course, that's the last uh, 37 years. So he, here's that here's that conversation. So Andre, the, uh, the, uh, were those investigators with the state bureau of investigation? Yes, it was. Uh, and uh, what did they uh, talk to you about?
9: Um, they wanted to. They received some information that there were some interior cameras as well as an exterior doorbell. Um, they went in, they looked for the doorbell. Of course it's gone. And they went inside to look for a, a camera in the kitchen and it's also gone.
5: And when you say it's gone, were those installed by you? What no, they install was by-
9: installed by Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown told me himself that he had installed cameras at this residence.
5: Because
9: uh-huh. um, if you walk around, you see some of the windows are busted out. They were, you know, they, would, this particular thing, incident happened prior to. And they have pictures that there were cameras in front of the house as well as a ring doorbell
5: directly after the incident. So the cameras that were they were removed. Who removed them?
9: Now that I don't know, but I do know that the only people that was on scene were the investigators. When we were able to with, come with on the sheriff's office, the sheriff department, yes, and the FBI was here as well. But when we left, I mean, we was able, excuse me, when we were able to come on the scene, the cameras were gone. So and the doorbell was
5: gone. So you don't know down That was SBI. Yeah. So, so they, they didn't they, take them. So the SBI doesn't have them. No, sir. So it, it's either cities It's either DA's. It's, it's either sheriff's department. That's right. them. Right. It.
9: It's Investigation. Somebody in the investigation unit has those cameras.
5: Gotcha. And so they. Uh, so that's 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 what they were really looking for. Yes, sir. That's exactly what they were looking for. Gotcha. How uh, how long did uh, how long did Mr. Brown live here? Um, about a year. Got about it. a year. About a year. About a year. Got it. Uh, oh. uh, describe what kind of
9: tenant uh, Oh, man, awesome tenant. Uh, as I was telling the guys from CNN, is Brown came. I taught Brown basketball years ago. He was on my basketball team. And he used to always see me on the street. Hey, you know Simpson, rent me a place. But I'm not renting you because you are never pay me. you are never pay me because I knew him. And I, had a, I have a policy not to rent to people that I know. This particular day, he came to my office and he cried. He said, man, I got to get my kids back. The you know, social services has two of my kids at this city, two of my kids in this city. I said, man, I'm going to give you a chance. And I did that. Not once. I did have any problems with him. Quick story. He went to court. He was still living in a hotel. House was ready. The judge asked him, well, are you still living? He told the judge he was still in a hotel. The judge continued 30 to 45 more days. Could have easily told the judge that he was home. And he could have moved the process to get his kids. Mm-hmm. But he was honest with them. Mm-hmm. He was honest.
5: Um, certainly... Um a lot of people have uh, expressed their their feelings, the shock and dismay of, of, of what took place. Uh, how about you, especially, you know, that, look, he, he was a uh, he was a someone who lived here. And, and the, this community uh, is still just outraged, the lack of information, the lack of transparency, not knowing who's who's doing what. The D.A. hasn't come out uh and said that we're taking charge of investigation that's right, that's right. no one actually knows who's actually In investigating that's In right charge. and you
9: won't know that you don't know until you put pressure you're gonna to have to put the pressure somewhere downtown for that stuff to be released so the stuff that you guys are coming out you know finding now we you know Elizabeth City has been experiencing this for years
5: mm-hmm. yes sir and you're born and raised here
9: born and raised right here left four years Chapel Hill and came right back okay
5: mm-hmm. all right then we'll appreciate it thank you Mr. Martin. all right thanks a lot I appreciate you all right thanks a lot thank take you, care doc safe right. mm-hmm. you too uh, again, folks, uh, uh, what you're hearing, a recurring a recurring theme here, uh, and that is uh, how conditions are in this city of 17,000 uh, people. Um, in a moment, we're going to play for you an interview that I just conducted uh, literally not even an hour ago uh, with uh, one of the six black council members uh, here in Elizabeth City. Now, now, keep in mind, this is one of the issues that you face here in Elizabeth City. You have the city, 50%, it's pretty much half and half, but African-Americans are a majority on the city council, okay? The city council voted, okay, uh, unanimous to re- that, calling for the release of the video. The problem is dealing with the county, okay? Now you're dealing with white control in this area here. And so that's what the battle uh, that, that that is going on here. So you get the city, African-Americans are in control. Now you got the county whites are in control. And so the racial dynamic uh, exists here. You've got folks who've talked about uh, how the, the issues they've had with policing on the county side. But then you see a significant number of black cops on the city side. That's the, that's the dynamic uh, that is going on here. Here is my interview uh, with the councilman. Brooks, uh, how long have you been a uh, councilman here uh, in Elizabeth City? Twelve years. Twelve years. And this is your ward? This is my ward. So let's, so to, let's talk about uh, you know what you've been trying to do to change this city and change this county. Well, one
14: of the things I try to do is get cameras so I can see the whole length of Roanoke. Because the, uh, the streets just come off of Roanoke. This is a busy highway, and you have a uh, elementary school and a social service building. And a lot of traffic so I've been trying to get security cameras on this so you can store the length of Roanoke and uh, it's been a tedious process but uh, progress I hope to be making.
5: So when you so when you talk about that uh, security cameras uh, so we have the security camera uh, here we're gonna walk down uh, here uh, and, uh, and see that so so this here uh, is the camera at the city that picks up uh, so the camera is pointed in two different directions right? Yes. So this particular cam, so this camera here, was able uh, to shoot the video here. And what you're saying, had they got the cameras in that direction, it would have gotten uh, the uh, the shooting from all angles. Exactly. because uh, this
14: camera goes down from here to that part of Roanoke As I see it here, it look like it it's showing down the end of Roanoke and that part of Perry Street. But from here back to uh, where. The uh, elementary school is in the social service building. I don't know if the camera can pick up from there. But if we had them there, because we had a break-in on a house beside the social service building uh, a couple of months ago, and I was talking security cameras then. So if they had them then, it would have picked up all the video from the when they landed in the tree, and this would have picked up over there, and we wouldn't have to go through the tedious process of trying to get the body cams from the uh, deputy sheriff, the one that... Uh, shot, and I say the term loosely, <laughs> murdered this guy because you're supposed to be innocent until proven
5: guilty. Now, on now the city, now, so this is a city camera. Yes. Uh, and they made us put in the Freedom of Information request to get it. Uh, why hasn't the city just simply posted it so the public could actually see their video?
14: That I do not know. Uh, it's just like when this first happened and uh, we should have Release what we had because this city, this is a third ward. This city is part of the county. So to investigation along and let the family know that we are in their corner. We should have released what we know unless there was any implications behind it. And that I don't know. Uh, talk about how long have you uh, lived here? Because you said you retired from the military and moved here. Uh, yes. I uh, came back here in
5: 1988. And so you folks, know, a, a sense of uh, what this city is like when it comes to race relations, the relationship between the city and the county, uh, because others have said that you've got significant black representation of the city council. The problem is when you have white control in the county level.
14: Uh, it might be so, and I don't want to dig in that too much, but this is the only time that we have the, well, that many, we have out of nine to include the mayor, we have six council people uh, that's black and three of them. That's uh, 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 white. So that's the first time we ever had those numbers. Uh, with the as far as the race relations, it's probably you in the south. So you're gonna have those issues. But what happened is that we never have never seen it even coming up as a kid to explode in the way that it's had has exploded now. That's not good. That's not good. So we need to bring the process along with it as fast as we can, but as thorough as we can without the family having to experience all this pain with every heartbeat it t- intensified. So uh, that's what the issue. So to answer the question you asked me, I it's probably some in deep breaded racism, but it don't come out because this could have that look of racism too, because I don't know if you had any, I don't know, I know that Seven supposed to have been on administrative leave, but the fact is that no one can absorb. It's almost as bad as them uh, choking Eric Garner or them having a the knee on George Floyd's neck. They shot this man while he was trying to get away with his life. You know, it's the same thing. You shoot him in the head execution style. What would have been the backlash if Charbon had just sh- sh- turned uh, George Floyd over and shot him in the head, execution style? You know, so we got to think on terms of that. That's bad. This is bad. This is not good. And, and, and in a small town, a southern town, I don't know how long it would take for us to recover from this, because this is tragic.
5: Yeah. How, problem is, how problematic is it for you? Uh, how how silent the district attorney has been and essentially the sheriff's office seems like they're investigating themselves. And, you know, and that becomes a problem.
14: And uh, I will listen at the attorney for the family and what bothered me is that the way they say that the county attorney talked to them and he talked to them as if they were somebody off the street and they say they have never heard anyone talk to them like that again. That is a troubling thought. Because you'll do that with someone as nationally recognized and the attorneys that have come down now. Imagine what the attorneys that's in this town, this people of color, probably have to experience. That's that's very uh, uh, heartbreaking because it don't supposed to be like that. You uh, know, I don't. Um, it's it's a uh, a loved one has lost their life. You know, and and in a sense like this, there's no doubt. That the first step when you don't have no solid evidence for what you did, you start trying to assassinate someone's character. You try to assassinate your character. When they start uh, trying to assassinate this character, you know, that means that they don't think they have enough evidence that's solid enough to prove what they did. I really believe that. And that's my opinion and my opinion. You know. And I won't back off from it because I've seen enough of it. And I, and I tell you right now, I told them a lot, of, a lot of times, sitting on council for 12 years, I've been arrested four times. But I want to go through that because this is, we're off topic. But uh, I think that was a tragedy. And, and it's, a, it's almost a disgrace and disrespectful with the slow pace that they are trying to uh, uh, do the investigation. I believe in thoroughness. But don't let justice ride on the back of a turtle, you know. And tell the family to maintain your patience. And tell these people that are supporting the family out there, someone out there most of the day supporting the family. Don't tell them to okay. We want to be peaceful when pain is steady uh, intensifying
5: in your chest because you lost a loved one. All right. I appreciate it, sir. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Yeah. Let's just double check again. Uh, first name, last name. Uh. Michael Brooks, Councilman, Third Ward. All right. I got it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that was, again, Councilman Michael Brooks there. We certainly appreciate that. Um, one of the th- – I think you see this recurring theme, Ben. You, you see uh, that people here and, and talking to other people. They said, hey, you know what? Folks here, uh, you know, they aren't very aggressive. They're not necessarily uh, going to be out here acting upset. But people are also saying that this could very well be the catalyst uh, to effect change. That district attorney, he's also running for a superior court judge against an African-American. So I think what you're going to find is I think you're going to find where this all of a
10: sudden uh, could very well be an election issue for that DA. Absolutely. And you 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 absolutely know that they're playing politics with this because that's just the nature of the beast. But to play politics with the pain, like the uh, con- uh, council member Michael Brooks just stated, they're playing politics with the pain of family members who are grieving a loss—the loss of a loved one. And and I I think to put it into even more context, we really have to understand that this is a long-standing game that has been played on the American people, on black people in specific, because we have been the recipients and the receiving end of the police state for so many generations. And we've seen time and again that no matter how much evidence we bring to bear, no matter what videos we see, we still have an entire institution of people dead set on making sure that we do not get justice.
5: Absolutely. Got to go to a break right now, folks. When we come back, uh, we're going to go. uh, We're going to hear from a family in High Point, North Carolina, whose son was killed at a church six months later. No answers. We're broadcasting live from Elizabeth City, folks. Uh, take the drone shot here. This is the scene where Andrew Brown Jr. Uh, was shot and killed, and you see the community place these candles out here. These, uh, these, these, uh, uh, these candles uh, spelling out his name uh, here in uh, the driveway, uh, at Drew. So that's where we are. We'll be back on Roller Martin Unfiltered in a moment.
4: He's delivering. Three million shots a day, 200 million doses so far, 150 million stimulus checks delivered, a million jobs created, more jobs in the first two months than any administration in history, plans to rebuild America's roads and bridges, and create two million more jobs funded by corporations paying their fair share. President Biden getting America back on track. The Democratic National Committee is responsible for the content of this advertising.
8: Black TV does matter, dang it. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's
9: your boy Jacob Lattimore, and you're now watching Roland Martin right now.
5: Folks, at today's news conference, uh, and this often happens when we cover these stories, where there'll be other families uh, who have had uh, sons or daughters shot and killed uh, shot and killed by police. Well, uh, the family of Fred Cox, uh, they uh, appeared at uh, today's news conference. They are from High Point, North Carolina. And they told the story of their son being shot and killed at a church by a detective From a neighboring county, after the news conference, I caught up with uh, Fred Cox's mother and father for their shocking and unbelievable story and how they are still in search of answers in the death of their son six months ago. So, uh, first of Uh, all, tell us about the case of Fred Cox. What happened?
15: Fred was attending the funeral of one of his close friends, and shots rang out on one side of the church. On the opposite side of the church, a detective chased him into the church as he ushered a mother and her son into the church for safety and shot him in the back twice, one side in the back of the neck and one to the thigh as he ran to a church. My baby's body laid inside the church. We do not know who the detective is. They will not release his name. And it's been almost six months and I'm still fighting. So
5: so in terms of, I mean, so obviously there was a shooting. In terms of uh, the district attorney, nothing no, n- nothing from them? Nothing at all?
15: She called me on Friday to say she was giving me a courtesy call. I'm not sure what a courtesy call means, because six months ago, my son was murdered. So what is a courtesy call? And I'm trying to sympathize with her, like, ma'am, this is my child, he's gone, the only child that I have killed in a church. What do you mean you're giving me a courtesy call? But that's all she would say. She would not give me any more information.
14: We haven't heard anything. We don't know anything. Just
5: like you asking us questions, we have no answer. Was it a was it Was it a city police officer? Was it a sheriff's deputy? It was Do a, you even know that?
15: Davidson County um, it, detective. Davidson County detective. He was out of his jurisdiction, and his higher up stated in the in the paper that he didn't know if he was off-duty, if he was working the case, he didn't even know. So you,
5: so you say he was out of his jurisdiction. Uh, the shooting did not take place in Davidson County? No, sir. So what county? In Guilford County. What county was that? Guilford. Guilford County. And he was a Davidson County detective. So what was he doing there?
15: He said, it was, from my understanding, again, no one will contact me. He was doing an ongoing investigation.
5: I don't know. Now, was he at the church, at the funeral, or was he somewhere else? He
15: was inside the church at the funeral. From my understanding, he was in close perimeter to my son. He saw my son. He walked past my son in the church. So he knew exactly who my son was, as if he was targeting him alone. My son was in his car, jumped out his car and pushed the lady and her son was telling them, get in the church, get in the church, they shooting. And he chased my baby in the church and shot him from behind.
5: So that was shooting taking place outside?
15: On the opposite side of the church. And my son was murdered on on the other side of the
12: church.
5: So was the shooting taking place at the church or was it nearby? Was it?
15: uh It was nearby, it was on the side street.
5: So, so, to y'all understanding, it wasn't people who were actually attending the funeral?
15: No, 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 no. It was nobody attending the funeral that we know of.
5: So there's a shooting taking place near the uh, uh, near the church. Your son's in the parking lot, in his car. Was he leaving or was he just arriving?
15: The lady, the eyewitness, the key witness said that he was in the car. The car was crumped. She could feel the wind from the air being on. So he was ready to go when the shot started firing and he jumped out the car and because she was speaking with him through his window and they running into the church for safety and he was pushing her. She said he fell and she was reaching out for him, but she, she said she knew if she stopped, she would be murdered too. She said he was just laying face
5: down. So shots were being fired. He's pushing her into the church and then all of, and so she, the- She
15: kept saying somebody was chasing her. Somebody was shooting inside the church. It was the detective chasing chasing them in the church while shooting.
5: So the detective was inside the church attending the funeral. Yes. There's a shooting that's taking place outside, not at the funeral, but across the street.
15: On the the street of the church. We don't know if it was connected. We don't know.
5: Shots ring out. All of a sudden, uh, he's pushing his lady in for safety. He's on the outside pushing her on the inside. Next thing you know, shots of fire on the inside to him outside.
15: Yeah, that's right, from my understanding. And she is the key witness. I did speak to someone at the SBI. The SBI is putting it off on the DA. The DA is putting it off on the SBI. It's like tug of war. But I'm getting no answers six months later. So,
5: so, so who is the DA?
15: Um, Avery, Avery Crump. Avery.
5: Avery, Avery Crump. And she gave you a courtesy call when? On last Friday. And the call was just to say hey?
15: Hello. I'm just letting you. I'm giving you a courtesy call. We are working on your case.
5: But it's been six months. Exactly. Six long months. Who is? Uh, have Have y'all hired an attorney to represent y'all to bring pressure on them? Uh, and who is that?
15: We have um, Ben Crump on our case.
5: When did y'all When did y'all uh, hire Ben?
15: Um, back in December. Yeah, right. January, December, December, January, December, January. So he has been working on getting things in order okay. and working on a local attorney. Okay.
5: All right, then. Well, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll make some calls. And hopefully we can get some answers.
15: Thank you. Thank you so much. You. Right. I, appreciate I appreciate it. Appreciate and also,
5: and, uh, uh, how, how old was your son?
15: My son was 18 years old. Just turned just, 18. Just turned 18 and just graduated from high school. Wow. Played football. Anybody knows Fred, he was well-mannered. Still, he was one of those kids that said, yes ma'am, no sir, he was that type of child. And they have tried to crucify his name. They, it, but who is this detective? Who is Detective Hill? Is he working? Is he on paid vacation, fact, like
5: this. In fact, the woman who you said was a witness, has she been interviewed? Did-
15: she, she said the interview was so light, it was not to prosecute. She, was, she said she was ashamed of the interview from the SBI. Okay.
5: Right. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I I I simply can't imagine, uh, Kelly, being a parent uh, and uh, this is the case. I just can't imagine uh, that, that you're sitting here and, and you're not getting answers when it comes to your child. When it comes to what happened to your child, that that to me is unbelievable.
13: It's not only unbelievable; it's just incredibly depressing and frankly scary because it shows you just how many cases there are like this that don't hit the media, that don't get the attention they deserve, that are are just slip through the cracks because that's how many of us are dying. Um, one thing I uh, wanted to mention that I forgot when it came to the uh, Andrew Brown case, but it also applies to this High Point case, is the fact that the reason I believe there's not as much uh, coverage on this story, media notwithstanding, is because these two cities are really heavy college towns. Elizabeth City is home to Elizabeth City State University, which is a HBCU High Point has Shaw, NCAT, Winston-Salem within a 20 to 30 mile radius, I almost guarantee you, had it not been for COVID and the restrictions and the the limitations on in-person learning, this would get a whole lot more traction and or more students would be, more black bodies would be in danger uh, under the guise of these cops. So just something to keep in mind moving forward how important our young, our youth are when it comes to bringing awareness to these cases because they're the ones with the cameras. They're the ones who don't have as much fear as our uh, predecessors and our parents and our grandparents when it comes to situations like this. They will be out front, they will fight, and they will actually make sure that their voices are heard on behalf of the victim in these cases. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out.
5: Um. Uh- Again, this is this is being as I as I listen to that mother and father six months, yeah. and again, son outside trying to save other people, and then he gets killed from a cop on the inside. Yeah, and they six months, and they have no answer.
10: That's the part, Roland, that that really throws me because you know this young man, he was at a funeral, so you can't go to a funeral without getting killed by a police officer. Andrew Brown was trying to get away with his life, complying, getting killed by a police officer. Micaiah Bryant, defending herself, got killed by a police officer. Breonna Taylor, sleeping in her bed, got killed by a police officer. Just so many, like where can we go? We can't eat, we can't sleep, we can't walk, we can't drive, we can't do anything without getting shot, and then We can't get justice after the fact because they have been able to filibuster this case for Fred Cox for the last six months, which is obscene. And I just can't imagine the pain of that of that family having to cope with not only the loss of their son, but also the gross injustice that they're facing.
5: Um, it, it, is, uh, it is, it is, it is really unbelievable. It is really unbelievable. Um, uh, what, uh, what has taken place. And so we're going to follow up on that story as well, folks. Uh, it, it is, it is just, it is one after the other. Uh, I am sitting here. Um, uh, so let me give you an update. Um, folks, um, on the video, um, I just got an email, uh, that we can actually pick up uh, the DVD. Sorry. Hey, Anthony. I need you to tell Reggie. I know, guys, I know we're live. I need you to tell Reggie, call the number I just sent him, okay? The city has the DVD of that camera that available. We can pick up the DVD. I need him to call right now and go pick that DVD. If, if they can, if we can pick it up now, have him go pick up that DVD right now, Okay. Uh, Sorry about that, folks. Uh, I know it's live, but the bottom line is you gotta give out the instructions uh, when they come in. So literally, uh, I just uh, got the email. Uh, that uh, it can be picked up uh, and so uh, we are uh, working on that uh, as we speak, trying to make uh, that happen. Uh, lots of other news uh, has been going on uh, as well, folks, and so we have been uh, covering uh, a different aspect of what's going on. Uh, we, we told you yesterday, we told you yesterday, uh, what has been taking place uh, coming out of the Department of Justice. Somebody asked in terms of lo- examining the Louisville Police Department and the Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, Mustafa, I believe, uh, was saying that doj needs to step in uh, but the problem but, but the problem is you're still trying to figure out what's going on remember they can only investigate civil rights violations uh and so we're waiting to see uh if that actually takes place uh what is going to be their involvement so we have not heard that i've saw some reports out there people are saying uh that uh that uh they are going to uh that they're going to doj is going to step in that is not true. That is not. We have not seen anything along those lines, folks. Uh, that the Department of Justice uh, has decided to step in here. Uh, so, I just want to give you that update. Let's do talk about what the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, they have announced that they are going uh, to have a significant internal review to root out white supremacy from inside of its ranks. The Department, uh, of course, which works to prevent domestic terror threats, terrorism threats, will become the latest government agency to attempt to weed out extremists. This has been a priority of President. Joe Biden, since uh, he was elected, this was the following statement that was uh, released by uh, the head of the Department of Homeland Security. Domestic violent extremism poses the most lethal and persistent terrorism related threat to our country today. As we work to safeguard our nation, we must be vigilant in our efforts to identify and combat domestic violent extremism within both the broader community and our own organization. Hateful acts and violent extremism would not be tolerated within our department. That is ex- that is important, Ben, because uh, the FBI, of, of the people that they have arrested for January 6th, that insurrection, 52 of those people... Are government officials, law enforcement, or members of the U.S. military?
10: Yeah. No. Absolutely. This is uh, this is interesting because they are going to really find how drenched in white supremacy these institutions really are. Um, January 6th was full of, of officials, of, of members of the military, former uh, police agents, oh, just so many people. And we've seen that they have infiltrated. There's been a report after report that shows how much white supremacy has infiltrated not only the military, but the different institutions that run the law enforcement wing of this country. That said, the question is, is how thorough are they going to be, and what are they going to do with this information, because we don't just need to discover a study and find out how many are there. Are they going to get rid of them? Because these are the people who are charged with protecting and serving law and order, and they cannot provide law and order when they are carrying the banner of white supremacy.
5: Uh, This is significant, uh, Kelly, and it's important. Not only Department of Homeland Security, of course, uh, Secretary of Defense uh, Lloyd Austin said the exact same thing, rooting out white supremacist extremism in the u.s military well that's set off fox news but we know that based upon previous stories uh the racism that that blacks and other minorities have faced in the military and how there's a problem in our nation's armed forces with white supremacists being a part of these various groups this uh this internal review is critically important
13: not only is it important but at the same time i think we need to culture of our military. It is the culture of our uh, DHS. We have to basically change a culture in order for uh, the, this violent extremism to to be eradicated. What that looks like, I'm not entirely sure. My only concern right now is even though the, the statements from the secretary were very pointed, Um, My concern is that, in general, the level of scrutiny when it comes to rooting out racism is extremely high, to the point where it's almost as if someone has to say the N-word to your face in order Mm -hmm. for someone to have a case with the EEOC. So if, if that is the threshold, then any investigation right now is kind of null and void and moot because it's not that kind of racism that we really need to be looking at. We we do need to see it, but it's the insidious racism, it's the covert racism. It's the microaggressions, it's the racial bias that is covered and protected by the lower levels of scrutiny that we really have to look into, investigate and then root out. Mm.
5: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Folks, let's talk about we go to Wisconsin, where the uncle of Jacob Blake has been released on bond during a protest uh, demanding the firing of the white officer who paralyzed his nephew. Uh, Justin Blake was among a group of protesters who blocked uh, the Kenosha County Public Safety Department entrance over the weekend. He and two others were arrested on disorderly conduct charges. The department's decision not to fire officer Rustin uh, Shesky, who shot Jacob Blake in the back and paralyzed him from the waist down, has sparked citywide uh, demonstrations. Protesters are upset that the officer returned to work from administrative leave earlier this month. Now, let's go to Texas, where a Texas attorney is requesting a posthumous pardon of George Floyd. Uh, Floyd was convicted in 2004 uh, for selling $10 worth of drugs, and he spent 10 months in jail. The arresting officer, Gerald Goins, has more than 160 drug convictions tied to him ...that have been dismissed by prosecutors. This is a statement released by Attorney Allison Mathis. Quote, this pardon application does not seek to redress as much as one might feel that George Floyd was treated unfairly. More than 15 years later, both of these men have come into the spotlight on opposite sides of the same issue. The vast unfairness of the United States criminal justice system and specifically the grotesque abuses of power by police officers... uh, Uh, A pardon wouldn't erase the memory, personal or institutional, of this thing that happened to him or the things that would happen to him later. It would show that the state of Texas is interested in fundamental fairness, in admitting its mistakes, and in working to increase the accountability for police officers who break our trust in their oaths and harm our people rather than serve them. Now, yesterday, Ben, we talked about an officer in uh, Florida, 400 diff-some-odd cases where he planted drugs on people. This officer in Houston, this, uh, totally disgraced to the police force, uh, and they've had to uh, throw uh, all these cases out. Your thoughts on this request for a pardon of George Floyd?
10: I, I think the, the request for the pardon, I think it's a, it's a good thing. It's a noteworthy thing, but it really just speaks to how drenched with corruption and white supremacy the policing agencies across this entire country are. We often have people in times like this who step up and say not all cops are bad. I'm sorry, it's not the good cops that we're worried about. It's their comrades. It's the ones that are gonna plant drugs on us. It's the ones that are gonna carry, uh, I covered a story last week, carry toy guns in order to plant it on people in case of a shooting. They're the ones who are going to make sure that if they see you as a threat, that they are not going to see you as a human being. They are so drenched in white supremacy. They are so used to looking at us through the lens of dehumanization. They don't believe that we're human, Roland, and they don't care, and they are carrying the entire weight of this system. The way they pay their bills at City Hall, the way they, they collect these dollars, the internal investigation from the Department of Justice into Ferguson showed that they use the policing agencies to fund the entire city. So it's not just the problem of the pardon. I'm glad he got that pardon, and it's, it's, it's a good thing, but it really just speaks to how corrupt and how drenched in white supremacy our policing agencies really are.
5: Well, he hasn't gotten the pardon. She's putting the request in, mm-hmm. uh, so that's what she's doing. Kelly, your thoughts?
13: No, uh Benjamin took the words out of my mouth with this one. It is it is sad that we even have to think about giving or considering clemency for someone who died at the hands of law enforcement mm. unnecessarily so. Um I I I just keep reiterating the fact that we as black people have to basically be on guard because people see our skin as a weapon. People mm. see our being as a threat um, doesn't matter where we are doesn't matter how light we are or how dark we are where we are in society rich poor whatever married to a white person not you know light. it it all it all okay. that matters Battery. is that we're black and mm-hmm. people are threatened by that and it is a sad state of affairs when my skin Basically gives you a reflex to kill me. So regardless of this clemency, we have a lot of work to do as a country so that we don't even need this kind of clemency so that another George Floyd doesn't happen. So, like, again, I I just keep reiterating those points.
5: Let's stay in Texas. The Texas Court of Appeals uh, heard arguments today uh, from lawyers looking to overturn the conviction of former Dallas police officer Amber Geiger. Of course, she was the one who murdered both of John in his apartment. An attorney for Geiger argued that his client should be acquitted of killing John and found guilty on a lesser charge. Geiger's legal team asserted that while she did not intend to shoot the 26 year old uh, accountant in 2018, she believes she had the right to act in self-defense and protect. What she thought was her home, but it wasn't Geiger, of course, was found guilty by a jury in 2019 after she shot and killed her neighbor while eating uh, while he was eating ice cream in his home she is serving ten years in prison uh, folks uh, let's go to. Uh, let's go to uh, Georgia where uh, staffers of the district attorney there are not happy with the Secretary's office. Secretary of State's office said they're not cooperating in their investigation. The lack of cooperation has prompted the officer, the office to consider whether it it rises to obstruction of justice and uses subpoenas to force the Secretary of State staff members to testify and share information. Now, they are investigating Donald Trump calling uh the secretary of state brian uh raffensperger with regards to trying to overturn the election Raffensper- raffensperger's office disputes the motion that the office has not been cooperating uh, the first round of subpoenas could be sent out next month i say being kind of important when it comes to uh this whole issue
10: yeah no absolutely and you know it's it's just i i'm fascinated by how Good, they are as obfuscating the situation and delaying the, the 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 levers of justice when they are in the wrong. This is not a little thing. In fact, this is one of the things that led to the insurrection on January 6. It was the cons- constant incitement from Donald Trump. It was the constant uh, him constantly putting himself into the equation, insisting that he had this election stolen from him, and he believed it so much that he got involved to the extent that he contacted the Secretary of State here in the state of Georgia, and so. If we cannot get justice in this regard, then not only are they saying into this country that white supremacy is supreme, but they're saying that it is above and beyond the democracy itself, and they're willing to sacrifice that democracy in the name of white supremacy and Donald Trump.
5: Kelly,
10: Kelly, first of all, Kelly,
5: I froze. say this well, is good to have a black is good is good to have a black district attorney uh, leading this, and I say slap them with subpoenas. Slap him right now.
13: On Donald Trump, absolutely throw the whole book. Um, he he's a crook and he's absolutely no 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 no, deplorable-
5: no 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 Kelly no Kelly Kelly the, the subpoenas will be for the Secretary of State's office and their obstinance uh, in not responding.
13: Uh, again, they they need to be held accountable for their actions, especially when it comes to uh, this president. I'm sorry, you were frozen for a second, so I wasn't really able to hear uh what what you were talking about, but I, I, do agree with what I heard just now.
5: Okay, folks. So here's what we're about to do here. Okay. So, uh, we actually sent an Uber to pick up that particular DVD. So, okay. I need y'all just to work with me here. Okay. So here's what is about to happen. Okay. Uh, we're about to go to a commercial break. Uh, and then, uh, what we're going to do is we're actually going to go into our, uh, we call it roll, roll mobile, our mobile, our mobile uh, studio, and uh, we're going to play. We, we, we have a Blu-ray player that is in uh, the, uh, the unit. Hopefully, we can get a DVD uh, to play on that unit. If so, what we're going to do is we're going to actually play the video of, the, of the, the footage that's from the city's camera that recorded the incident where, where, uh, where of course, uh, Mr. Brown was shot and killed six days ago so we're going to go to a break right now we'll we'll go to break of course uh, again this is the drone shot we have up here uh, we're literally here at the home of andrew brown jr this is where he was shot and killed on wednesday you see the vote of candles out here uh that people have put out here spelling out his name in the driveway this is the this is the driveway uh where he was shot and killed uh and so what we're going to do right now the the, the dvd just arrived The DVD just arrived, uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to try to play this DVD uh in our uh in our system so you can actually see it. Normally what we do is we try to play it uh and load it where things perfect. Well what we're we gonna do folks, we're gonna improvise. Uh that's what we do. Uh we're gonna improvise and we're gonna sit here and point our camera uh to the television. Luckily uh luckily in, in our sprinter we've got a forty six inch T V. We can actually play it so we're gonna do that in a second. So uh to the control room. Uh buy me some time. Uh give me uh two or three minutes uh with some of our commercial stuff. Uh then uh so allow us an opportunity to get this set up because uh, I want to be able to play this for you because we literally the Uber just we literally just got our hands on the video of this of the Elizabeth City camera uh, that is uh, not even a hundred feet from where I'm standing. Well, that camera was pointed down this street, down this street here, uh, down the street. And as a matter of fact, I'm just gonna miss it. I'm just gonna turn the, the if I can turn the uh, so let me turn the um, uh, the uh, first of all the drone is gonna uh, is gonna come in for a second here. Give me one second, folks. Uh, let me cancel that. So let me just turn it here. So you see that light pole right there? Uh, that light pole. Let me take it over. I just want to show you this light pole right here. Um, if I bring this thing, down, if I bring uh, me try to bring it forward, y'all. Uh, it's a whole lot of wires. It's a whole lot of wires uh, that uh, you'll be able to see. And so let me just uh, point this down. So if you, if you see that uh, gray box down there, that gray box, that is the camera right there that we're gonna be showing you that video in just a second. So let's go to a break. We'll be back in Roland Martin Unfiltered from live from Elizabeth City in just a moment.
7: I believe that it's movement time again.
3: In America today, the economy is not working for working people.
7: The poor and the needy are being
16: abused. You are the victims of power. And this is the abuse of economic power.
15: I'm 23 years old. I work three jobs. work seven days a week. No days off.
3: They're paying people pennies on the dollar compared to what they profit. And it is time for this to end.
4: Essential workers have been showing up to work, feeding us, caring for us, delivering goods to us throughout this entire pandemic. And they've been doing it on a measly $7.25 minimum wage.
15: The highest check I ever got was literally $291.
6: The fight for 15 is a lot more than about $15 an hour. This is about a fight for your dignity.
3: We have got to recognize that working people deserve livable wages.
4: And it's long past time for this nation to go to 15 so that moms and dads don't have to choose between asthma inhalers and rent. I'm halfway homeless.
6: The main reason that people end up in their cars is because income
13: does not match cost. If I could just only work one job, I could have more time with them.
4: It is time for the owners of Walmart, McDonald's, Dollar General and large corporations to get off welfare and pay their workers a living wage. And if you really want to tackle racial equity, you have to raise the minimum wage. We're not just
13: fighting for our families, we're fighting for yours, too. We need this. I'm going to fight for it until we get it. I'm not going to give up. We just need all workers to stand up as one nation and just fight
3: together. Families are relying on these salaries, and they must be paid at a minimum $15
11: an hour. $15 a minimum. Anyone should be making this to be able to stay out of poverty.
3: I can't take it no more. I'm doing this
15: for not only me, but for everybody. We need 15,
1: right now.
7: Yo, what's up? This your boy,
10: Ice Cube. What's up, I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered.
5: Whoa. Hey. No. Oh, oh, you don't I'm uncomfortable. All right, folks. Uh, y- y'all know how we going always call out crazy ass white people and one of the craziest white folks you see on television is former United States Senator Rick Santorum. Uh, this man is truly truly despicable. Listen to what this fool had to say in speaking just the other day about America, how it was founded and created, and how he just completely dismisses Native Americans and how Native Americans got to be the condition they're in. Y'all, watch, play it.
1: If you think about this country, I don't know of any other country in the world that was settled predominantly by people who were coming to practice their faith. They came here because they were not allowed to practice their particular faith in their own country. And so they came here mostly from Europe, and they set up a country that was based on Judeo-Christian principles. I say Judeo-Christian, the Mosaic laws, Ten Commandments, and the teachings of Jesus Christ, the the morals and and teachings of Jesus Christ. That's, That's what our founding documents are based upon it's in our dna you know if you think of other countries like italy and greece and china and turkey and places like that they've all sort of changed over time i mean they've been they've been there for cent for millennia in many cases and their culture has sort of evolved over time but not us we came here and created a blank slate we we birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there is nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but, but candidly, that, that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. It, it was born of the people who came here pursuing religious liberty to practice their faith, to live as they ought to live, and have the freedom to do so. Religious liberty. Those are the two bulwarks of America faith and freedom i mean you hear it all the time now faith and freedom faith and freedom but it is what makes america unique in the world
5: okay um where should i start um ben Ben, did rick santorum completely missed that whole part where the same white folks from Europe who he's praising wiped out and killed Native Americans did 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 oh did, did, wow well, well, you know we really don't have you know Native American culture cuz y'all destroyed it y'all literally tried to they literally committed genocide against Native Americans and then to act like there was nothing here, like, oh, we got here and everything was barren and we did everything. We made. First of all, if it wasn't for the Native Americans, your white ass ancestors would have died because
10: they could not know. They didn't know how to eat and survive off the land being gone ahead. <laughs> the other thing, Roland, is that he had the nerve to say that they birthed the nation. Right. And uh, hearkening back to Birth of a Nation, the movie, um, the white supremacist KKK movie that was played in the White House by Woodrow Wilson, the propaganda machine uh, movie that demonstrated or, or displayed black people as savages. And so, of course, Rick Sanctorum is coming from like an elementary school interpretation of Thanksgiving, where he views the settlers as those people who were noble and sat down and ate dinner with the Native Americans when the real story is they brought their diseases And they brought their weapons and they massacred an entire, a complete genocide of the Native Americans. And to think, for him to say, rather, for him to say that they built this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They built it with black labor, with enslaved labor on the land and on the body and the blood of Native Americans. So this is, is, to him, it sounded good because he tried to wrap it in Christian values. But it shows exactly how drenched in white supremacy even the most ridiculous Republican actually is.
16: The the, the
5: thing to me, Kelly, is just how laughable Mm. uh, white folks are in this country with this idea that, oh, we built this. First of all, you stole it. This notion that there was nothing here when you arrived is grossly incorrect. People were already here. Christopher Columbus didn't found a damn thing. You can't found you can't be the founder of something that was already found. That's first. But second, when you talk about what these Europeans did, how they raped and pillaged this country how they stole land how they killed and maimed in order to take control and yes we celebrate thanksgiving and it was the native americans who were being cordial host and then their and then the very people who they were helping who they were supporting, turned right around and said, we're going to kill you, and if we don't kill you, we're going to subjugate you to our rule and our authority and our white supremacy. That is the history that Rick Santorum refuses to acknowledge, and CNN has said nothing about those comments, yet they got rid of Mark Lamont Hill. When he made comments talking about the people of Palestine, they got rid of uh, other folk. They got mad uh, at uh, the comedian Kathy Griffin when she uh, held up a bloody head of Donald Trump. Uh, is it Was, was it uh, 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 Reza? As- uh, um, uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember, if, remember his last name. When he made some comments and they dropped his show, yet uh, Mr. White Supremacy uh, Rick Santorum is still employed there.
13: I don't know for how long, but you're absolutely right. They're taking their sweet time regarding uh, having a response for this situation. Um, It is always so interesting to me how white people glorify and romanticize and try to justify genocide. it, it, it's absolutely baffling to me. But the one thing that he said, and I'll give him this much, when he said, we came here and created a blank slate, mm. that is the <laughs> closest thing to the truth that he has ever said. Because he, they did create the blank slate, which implies that there was something here. There was something here that was, frankly, better than what they had, which is why they came here. Um, you know, they were in Europe not knowing how to eat anything but raw pig and potatoes, and then they come here where there's irrigation, where there's vegetables, where there is a civilization, and they reward the knowledge that the Native Americans gave them with smallpox and rape. So they had to create the blank slate in order to get this far, but it it is always so baffling to me how they are able to twist and maim and distort history in such a way where genocide is glorified. It's absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, it, again, it, Rick Santorum is not the only one who has said something like this. I mean, Rush Limbaugh, when he was alive, said stuff like this. Uh, the guy out in Iowa who's no longer a congressman, uh, Steve King, he said something similar white supremacists have to create a narrative in which they are on top in order to survive in the white supremacy. So this doesn't surprise me at all, but it is, it, it is something to see, it, I'll mm. say that much. Mm.
5: Well, and again, and so the reason it's important for us folks to call these people out, uh, because it is revisionist history, Uh, It's the same history when you have folks, uh, when we talked did the story uh, of the school teacher who downloaded this particular pamphlet uh, that essentially said slavery really didn't exist, uh, things along those lines. No, (laughs) we're not going to allow that. Folks, this is important because this is the difference between what we call his story, which is what Rick talked about, and history, the problem being for white folks like Rick Santorum is it bothers them that folks like us who are all black, we can read. <laughs> See, that, that, that was a reason that, that, that I, I keep telling people this. Um, folks like me, you and Kelly, we, we are their worst nightmare because it was never designed for us to be able to read. For us to be able to know what was going on. Laws were passed (coughs) that actually made it illegal for us to read. So what's bothering them now is, my God, now they can read. Now all of a sudden, uh, we can't distort the history like we've always done. That's why they've been so angry with Nicole Hannah-Jones. And the 1619 Project. And then they go out and they get folks like Bob Woodson and other black folks to come out with the 1776, whatever the hell that thing was. Trump creates that 1776 commission and it's on them. We're going to have this courtyard, a garden of American heroes. No, mm. the real deal here is, is here. White folks, y'all don't get to act like America is a big Burger King, you can't have it
10: your way. Roland, the other thing they're trying to do, Roland, is not only have it their way, but they want this kind of immaculate conception uh, interpretation of American history. They they want people to believe that this white America that they're trying to protect and go back to um, wasn't born out of Genocide wasn't born out of enslaving Africans. It wasn't born out of exploiting labor. It wasn't born out of Jim Crow and segregation and redlining. They want you to believe that America is, has ascended. And it's, it's, it's like the, the picture of George Washington in the Capitol, the apotheosis of George Washington, as if all that they did all this time was honorable and noble. Because if anybody ever cracks that, 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 that hermetically sealed bubble of lies, then there's an accountability that has to take place. America has to be held accountable for everything that it has done because those effects are still being felt today. The reason we could do, you could do, Roland, almost two hours, complete two hours of show Black life after black life after black life, black murder by police officer after I mean, just one after the other. The reason we could do that and fill up two hours is because they took all of the centuries of American history to dehumanize the value of black life. America has to be held accountable for that. And that's rooted in the same thing that Rick Santorum is trying to cover up with what they did to the Native Americans.
5: And, and Kelly, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get this point here, and you're gonna get a big laugh out of this. Uh, is and now, now you got these white supremacists uh, who are running along, and what they're doing is now they're trying to invade our. Uh, youtube channel and facebook page uh last night we were live streaming a march and one of these little white supremacist sites they started mirroring our website now we hit mm-hmm. the ass with a copyright strike uh and we gonna work to youtube to get that to get that channel removed but they were stealing our live stream so i see their comments now and i've been laughing and, and do want to say i'm gonna block you punk asses and every time i get chance i can get <laughs> but they're angry They're angry that they can't control this. They're angry that even as we are talking, as even as we are breaking down of what's going on is killing them, that they can't control what we are saying. Because, see, I told y'all, y'all don't run this thing anymore see the reason the reason I'm going after General Motors and the rest of these companies is because we're not going to tolerate y'all sucking up all of the money what's killing y'all is and it's bothering y'all it's driving y'all crazy go ahead and go to the drone shot Henry because uh, I, I need all of the white supremacists uh, who are watching uh, Roland Martin unfiltered right now y'all comment commenting on YouTube. I just need y'all to understand just a few things that y'all watching, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and just uh, bring the drone down so y'all can see. You know what I need y'all to understand? Uh, you, see, uh, 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 you see that vehicle, that's black-owned. You see that tent right there, uh, that's black-owned. Uh, do you see uh, that, that live-streaming unit, uh, that, that's black-owned. Uh, what y'all also don't understand is was killing y'all, Is uh, the uh, the 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 drone that I'm flying? Yeah, that's black on too. And I know (laughs) it's messing with y'all because y'all are used to controlling everything. And see, I know it's messing with y'all because guess what? The cameras are black on. The tripod is black on. The lights are black on. All this is black on. Y'all thought y'all were gonna control everything, and I'm just letting y'all know y'all not gonna control everything. And y'all need to understand something. We got this. Y'all need to understand something. And I want to let y'all know, okay, all this. That's black-owned. The headset is black on. It's all paid for. My viewers pay for it. Oh, by the way, I got some white viewers who supported us, some Latinos, Asians, Native Americans. But what they have to understand, Kelly, is we are not sitting here. They can't control the media like they always have. They, look, Y'all got ABC, NBC, CBS. Y'all got CNN, Fox News, OANN, Newsmax. Well, guess what? We're building it as well and y'all cannot control us anymore. You do not control the message or the narrative.
13: You're absolutely right. The reason I think uh, this is happening, especially what you see on on your feed and these comments, you know, trying to uphold white supremacy, it is a situation in which The only way these people feel special is to keep someone else down. The only way they have power is to be on top and keep everybody else down. And the problem with truth is that it doesn't necessarily set you free, it is set free. So when everything is free, when everything is out there, White supremacists' fear is that they will no longer be special. So, like, I don't know mm. if uh, people remember uh, The Incredibles, um, when the villain said, when everybody's special, then no one is. And that is their fear. White supremacist fear is that when everybody's special, then they won't be special. But the problem with that is, when everybody's special, everybody's just special. You don't get special treatment, but you are special in your own right. But they don't understand that because they've never interacted in that dynamic before. They've never been in that culture before where it's a collective specialness, where everybody helps each other. The only way they know how to operate is to seek, kill, and destroy. Not calling y'all devils, but if it walks like a duck...
5: (laughs) Amen. Amen all right all right folks so here's the deal uh, so we're so here's the deal so uh the dvd player uh excuse me the dvd of the shooting uh has arrived we're going to go try to figure out uh again it's a it's a dvd we have a blu-ray not sure that's going to work uh so we're going to go ahead and try to play that uh so that's what we're working on uh right now and so uh matter of fact so the landlord came here let me just go ahead and move this drone shot out of the way uh bring it closer to me uh and so there we go right there and so all right folks sorry about that uh so i'm gonna to go over here uh to anthony we're gonna work that out so uh control room let's go to a break and then hopefully we can get this video to play so we can show y'all the city footage of this shooting right here on roller mart unfiltered broadcasting live from elizabeth city folks uh, i'll be back in a moment
16: america is the only country founded on an idea the radical idea that citizens could govern themselves it was called the american experiment because there was no reason to believe it would work. A republic, if you can keep it. Every generation has been called to defend and renew the promise of America. For some, it was on the battlefield. For others, it was on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Now, the battle has come to the steps of the Capitol itself. Democracy is under assault like no time since 1860. We have a choice. Look away or stand up and fight. It's not about conservative or liberal. It's about freedom versus autocracy. We didn't choose this moment, but history has chosen us. Which side are you on?
3: The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising.
16: Shortly after 9-11, America and its allies went to war in Afghanistan to defeat a terrorist stronghold. We accomplished that mission years ago. Trillions of dollars lost, over 2,000 Americans dead, countless Afghans dead. It's time to get out. Many presidents have tried to end the war in Afghanistan, but President Biden is actually going to do it. And by 9-11, over 20 years after the war was started, the last American soldier will depart, and America's longest war will be over. Promise made. From
7: See what's happening. It's not just in Georgia, it's here in Florida and in 43 states across the country. Last year, I had my voting rights restored with an assist from the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. I did it for myself, but also for my future. Having children, I realized I could make a difference. So I got my voting rights restored, got registered to vote, and I got my vote in through the postal service since I was working out in California during the football season. Now, they're trying to undo that, and the hard work of so many others. They're taking away drop boxes, making it hard to vote by mail, and they're still trying to make returning citizens pay for a poll tax just to vote. Now that we know what they're trying to do, let's stop them. Here's how. Call your legislators, call your members of Congress, and start by signing our petition at morethanavote.org slash protect. The fight is not over.
5: We're just getting started. Help us help you and protect our power. What still impacts and what creates change is when we mobilize. When we say we're not powerless, And if I get with you and you and you, and all of a sudden it's 10, then 20, then 100, then 500, then 2,000, then 5,000, all of a sudden you have mobilized people, that creates that voting power. And then when you throw somebody out, it catches their attention real quick.
15: But not only just that, they have to know what it is that they're standing for. Because if you have friends that talks politics, then of course we're having a decent conversation and I'm being educated at the same time. But if my group of people are not talking about that, then I still don't know. So I can unite with you, and then I'm, I'm I'm making sure that you have the voice, but what if you don't have the courage to speak? So you're still getting a group of people together that don't know how to do
2: nothing. Hey, what's up? This is Marlon Wayans. No, it's not Kenan. No, or as some of y'all say, Click Nine. No, it's not Damien. It's really da- it's not Damien, because I do not have a bald head. Um, it's one of the weigh It's not whinins, uh, because they have been coming up to you. Hey, how you doing? I love the whining There's no BB and no CC in this family. There's Kiki and Damien. So, I am one of them Wayans uh, brothers, or as you may want to call, fraternity population. Uh, there's the Chinese, and then there's the Wayans. We, there's so many of us. Seven Wayans' was born during this drop. So you are watching my man, Roland Martin, who uh, really uh, is swagged out. I want to give a big shout out to my man, Roland Martin, because he inspired the generation. He's the one that got Al Sharpton in the gym doing selfies. He got a... <laughs> that Reverend Al was like, oh, I see Roland trying to look like he got a little two-pack. I'm going to get him one better. He's the one that got Al doing the one handed almost push-up on the desk. (laughs) So, Roland Martin is the inspiration behind that. So, be sure to (laughs) tune in and watch. Roland Martin unfiltered. I'm in the world
17: of fiction. What, I mean, that's what I do. I'm an actress. I spent 35 years in this business. I've been in the business since I was 14. I was discovered in a basement theater in Philadelphia, a basement called Freedom Theater. And that's what I do. I play for a living. And I look and see that we're in a world that, I mean, I mean—that it's, it's bizarre where you can't tell the fake from the real. These people are not faking it. That's what they're going to, that's, that's, they're willing to put their whole lives, their family's lives, their whole, everything they've accomplished around looking pathetic and weak around a table because this man showed up and told him that, you know, uh, that he was the one and everybody should follow him. He didn't even have a good, he didn't even have a good argument. He's not Martin Luther King. He has no, he has no, uh, no words. He has no He has nothing. He's just rich and white and male. And so people want to see that power on display and then tell us that we're not, you know, that that we're crazy. They can't do it anymore. That's the good news.
7: I believe that it's movement time again.
3: In America today, the economy is not working for working people.
7: The poor and the needy are being abused. You are the victims of power. And this is the abuse of economic power.
15: I'm 23 years old. I work three jobs. work seven days a week no days off
3: they're paying people pennies on the dollar compared to what they profit and it is time for this to end
4: essential workers have been showing up to work feeding us caring for us delivering goods to us throughout this entire pandemic and they've been doing it on a measly 7.25 minimum wage the highest check i ever got was nearly
15: 291
6: So the fight for 15 is a lot more than about $15 an hour. This is about a fight for your
3: dignity. We have got to recognize that working people deserve
4: livable wages. And it's long past time for this nation to go to 15 so that moms and dads don't have to choose between asthma inhalers and rent. I'm halfway homeless. The main reason that people
13: end up in their cars is because income does not match housing cost. If I could just only work one job, I could have more time with them.
4: It is time for the owners of Walmart, McDonald's, Dollar General and large corporations to get off welfare and pay their workers a living wage. And if you really want to tackle racial equity, you have to raise the minimum wage.
13: We're not just fighting for our families, we're fighting for yours too. We need this. I'm going to fight for it until we get it. I'm not going to give up. We just need all workers to stand up as
3: one nation and just fight together. Families are relying on these salaries, and they must be paid at
11: a minimum $15 an hour. $15 a minimum. Anyone should be making this able to stay out of poverty.
3: I can't take it
15: no more. I'm doing this for not only me, but for everybody.
3: We need 15 right now.
5: reason i see the value so so my parents um worked elections they volunteered for campaigns they, mm-hmm. they ran phone banks uh, I, I remember being seven eight nine years old it was like you had no choice not, it's not like you had a vote mm-hmm. it was like yo go over there for the next eight hours stand there and hand out these uh, uh pamphlets to anybody who's walking in and then we'll bring right. you lunch and then you got some water for yourself it's right. kind of like okay again that was that was what, what wasn't likely my brother could say, nah, we're all right. Right. We're going to stay at the house. I didn't work that way. And so for me, um, that that was a huge part of my upbringing.
17: And look at you now. And it's very interesting because for me, service was a huge part of my upbringing. And that's just something that's just, you know... It's a natural thing. I don't think twice about going out and doing community service. I don't think twice about giving up my Saturday mornings, even if I stayed out late on Friday nights. I don't think twice about going to church in the mornings. I think so I think that might be even bigger than the civics piece in schools i mean i think that at this point having that in schools at least gives the children Mm -hmm. the opportunity to go home and ask their parents so mom dad what is this what do you think we should do about this this is what i learned in school today let's talk about it at least gives the children something to bring home and start a conversation with however if Mm -hmm. the parents start that for the children then you know then the children can go to school and say hey why am i not learning this here why, why don't I have a civics class, you know what I mean? And they'll have, we'll have more Roland Martins running around here. The work you do is important. A lot
4: of people depend on you and you deserve respect. Respect includes making a decent wage that reflects how hard you work for your community. So what's the best way to make sure you get the pay you deserve? Join a union. Union members are paid more than people with similar jobs who aren't in unions. For women and people of color, the union difference is even greater. The respect you deserve, the pay you've earned. That's the union difference. People in public service work hard every day in our communities, and we deserve respect for the work we do. That means a secure retirement with benefits you've earned through years of service and hard work. What's the best way to ensure that when you retire, you'll be ready to enjoy the years ahead? Join a union today. Union members negotiate our contracts, which is why we're more likely to have substantial retirement benefits. A secure retirement. That's the union difference.
3: Who needs a little love
15: today? Who needs a love sent their way? Who needs love? love. Who needs a little love today? Who needs a love sent
13: their way?
2: Who needs love? Who needs
5: love? You want support Roller barge on Filtered? So a lot of y'all always asking me about terms, some of the pocket squares that I wear. Now, I don't know. Robert don't have one on. Nope. Now, I don't particularly like the white pocket squares. I don't like even the silk ones. And so I was reading GQ magazine a number of years ago, and I saw uh, this guy who had this, this pocket square here. And it looks like a flower. Uh, this is called a shibori pocket square. This is how the Japanese manipulate the fabric to create this sort of flower effect. So I'm going to take it out and then place it in my hand so you see what it looks like. And I said, man, this is pretty cool. And so I tracked down, the. it took me a year to find a company that did it. Uh, and so uh, they're about 47 different colors. And so I love them because, again, as men, we don't have many accessories to wear, so we don't have many options. Uh, and so this is really a pretty cool uh, pocket square. And what I love about this here is you saw uh, when it's uh, in, in the pocket, you know, it gives you that flower effect like that but if I wanted to also unlike other because if I flip it and turn it over it actually gives me a different type of texture and so therefore it gives me a different look So, there you go. So, uh, if you actually want to uh, get one of these Shibori pocket squares, we have them in 47 different colors. All you got to do is go to RolandSmartin.com forward slash pocket squares. So it's RolandSmartin.com forward slash pocket squares. All you got to do is go to my website uh, and you can actually uh, get this. Now, for those of you who are members of our Bring the Funk fan club, there's a discount for you to get our pocket squares. That's why you also gotta be a part of our Brina Funk fan club. Uh, and so that's what we want you to do. And so it's pretty cool. So if you wanna jazz your look up. You can do that. In addition, uh, y'all see me with some of the feather pocket squares. My sister is a designer. She actually makes these. They're all custom made. So when you also go to the website, you can also order one of the customized uh, feather pocket squares uh, right there at rollinsmartincom forward slash pocket squares. So please do so. And, of course, uh, it goes to support the show. And, again, if you're a Brenda Funk fan club member, you get a discount. This is why you should join the fan club.
3: Hi, I'm Kim Burrell. Hi, I'm Carl Payne. Hey
13: everybody, this is Sherry Shepherd. You're watching Roland
8: Martin Unfiltered.
13: Black TV does matter, dang it.
5: Hey, what's up, y'all? This your boy Jacob Lattimore, and you're now watching Roland Martin right now. Eee.
8: Hi, my name is LaToya Luckett.
5: Yo, it's your man Dion
6: Cole from Blackish, and you watching Roland
2: Unfiltered. Martin Unfiltered.
6: Stay woke.
3: Carl Payne
10: pretended to be Roland Martin.
2: Holla! Hi, I'm
3: Chailey Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered.
5: Go. All right, folks. So here's what. So here's what we're trying to do. So this is not a a normal or traditional uh, uh, DVD player. So that's 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 part of the uh, part of the issue. Um, what they did is they, they gave us, uh, basically, it's, it's a bunch of data that's on here. And So what we're trying to do is, uh, and it's saying this is view one, uh, so we're trying to sit here. We had to, we had to grab, uh, let's see, exported views. Um, so it's in an editing system, and we're trying to actually play it here. Uh, this is, and so we're not sure, like, at what point is the video where it starts, um we're hearing audio so let's see if i can there's a timeline on here and if i can uh um, advance the timeline we know the shooting took place um it says two hours yes Now you can, yeah, so you, I know it's real hard, so we're trying to see.
6: to it back again.
5: So we're trying to figure, again, what we're trying to get, y'all, this is all on the fly uh, that we're trying to figure out exactly where in here is the, um, we're in here uh is the actual um um um, um shot audio we, we we don't know so we're trying to so like say li- literally we are uh, uh we're live here this was the city camera and so i'm trying to find it on here um so i'm hearing audio so i'm trying to advance it down the timeline here uh this camera all right, so we're trying to find it. Uh, let me see if I can advance it. There's an ambulance here. So that's so that's part of the, our that's part of the issue that we have. This is not uh, normal in terms of uh, in terms of. How video is on here, so we're trying to actually uh find it uh for you on here to figure out exactly where the video is so let me this says uh view one so I'm trying to go back out of here folks um uh, to see if we can actually find the proper view um and it says um like I'm seeing down here all cameras in the view Roanoke and Brooks um he's on Perry, so this is Perry Street. And so that's what we're trying to. Um,
16: it's this street right here.
5: Yeah, so I'm trying to sit here and uh, and bring in. Uh, let me see. I have. Uh, um, that's not it right there. Sorry, folks. This is a PC that I have never used. So we are. Um, so we're all experiencing this thing together. Uh, we're trying uh, to get it for you to under so we can actually see it um all the files on here so we see Roanoke and Brooks microphone and Roanoke microphone one uh, we're seeing media data on here and it says 1508 um, let me see if this is it right here uh no like I say it's a lot of different uh functions on here like I said I have not used the PC in a very long time. Uh, I'm a Mac person, so I'm under the data settings right now, uh, trying to figure it out. Let me see if I can find uh, Windows Media on here, and then that will allow me to play uh, Windows Media Player open. Let me see if that will allow me to play it. Um, Okay, all right. Again, y'all be patient with me. Recommended settings. This is a totally new computer uh, of our uh, of our driver. Uh, so let's see here. Is this it? Okay, videos. All right. So this is this this is cannot be played in the traditional. So I put the DVD in. i mean Windows Windows Media Player. It says that. Uh, there, there's no data on here, but we do know there's data on here, uh, so we're gonna have to uh, spend some time with this in order for to play it. So uh, what we're gonna do, folks, is uh, we're just going to, uh, like I said, we. So it can't. So again, it's not encoded the way you normally encode video, so I can't play it in Windows Media Player. So we're gonna have to actually import it into an this editing system which is what um, which is what uh I did and so and this is the editing system I have no idea what it is uh and so um, uh and so we're trying to figure it out um, what's going on so uh, so let's just do this here uh we are going to uh like like literally is saying connected to camera um, and you know and I'm not sure again this is a zoom out this is a zoom out here so there's a timeline down here and I'm not sure even what that timeline is so I'm trying to scrub it I'm trying to uh, move this again this is the editing system I don't, this is a system I have I'm not familiar with at all so we're taking it back to the beginning of here, so um, and this down here says two hours, and then okay. Let me try to expand this. Okay, April. So the shooting took place on April 21st. Okay, let me see if I can try to move forward. Sorry, folks. Yeah, we're un- un- unable to fit whatever this system, how they use it on this camera, don't have it. So I mean, on this system. So uh, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna work with this video. Uh, we're going to uh, take it back to our control room. Uh, we're headed back to DC tonight. We're gonna go back to our control room. We're gonna put this through uh, uh, a different uh, editing software, uh, which is gonna allow us to pull this video up. And then so on tomorrow's show, we're going to do a full breakdown of this uh, video and show you exactly what uh, it is showing. My apologies. Uh, we did. not Again, we did not know what form they were sending uh, the video in it's not in traditional uh video uh files so we're not sure uh exactly um in terms of what's going on with it and so uh so that's where so that's where we are folks and so so we do have it this is the video that the city uh, provided to us so on tomorrow's Rolling martin unfiltered we're gonna have a full breakdown of this video uh as we uh and we'll have it in complete playback we'll be able to record mm-hmm. it properly uh, and do that, uh, and so uh, so the video is on the DVD. We have it. Nothing is deleted. You can't delete from a DVD player. Uh, don't be cute with it, folks. So that's uh, where we are. Uh, and so, oh, for all y'all saying no, the issue is the issue is not that it's a PC. The problem is the video is not uh, normally how you pull up video files. Okay, and so it's a whole different way. They have the videos uh, on here. You have to import them into an editing system, and that's what we have. So uh, we're gonna sit here and uh, and uh, handle this for you tomorrow. Uh, Let me thank uh, Kelly. Let me thank Ben. Let me thank uh, Mustafa uh, for being on our pound today. A lot of moving parts for us today, folks. Being here in in Elizabeth City. Don't forget tomorrow uh, there is going to be the court hearing. Uh, where they're going to try to go to court to get the additional uh, videos released, and so we ha- will have an update on that. Uh, and after the show, uh, after the show, uh, what we'll do is uh, Keenan uh, is going to be who will live stream the ministers' news conference, Reverend Doctor William J. Barber, Reverend Doctor Spearman, and others that took place uh, today here in Elizabeth City. Uh, and so that is it for us, uh, folks. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Thank all of you for joining us. We ask you again to support us in what we do. Your dollars make it possible. Your dollars bought this vehicle. This allows for us to be able to have a mobile studio. For us to be able to travel. And so, uh, if y'all could please support us by joining our Bring the Funk Fan Club, every dollar that you give goes back to support this show, to hire staff, to pay crews, to pay for equipment, all these different things. I can guarantee you, one thing is going to happen. Uh, I've got two. I've got two portable uh, DVD players. One is a DVD. One is a uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, I'll be having the uh, the DVD player in my bag to carry with us uh, next time. And so, uh, sorry about that, but hey, uh, look, uh, when you're live, you're live. These things happen. Uh, so we want y'all to support what we do. Please join uh, our Bring the Funk fan club. Give folks cash out. Dollar sign RM Unfiltered. Venmo is Venmo.com forward slash RM Unfiltered. PayPal is PayPal.me forward slash R Martin Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at RolandSMartin.com. Uh, You can also provide, uh, of course, a money order, uh, New Vision Media, 1625 K Street, Northwest Suite 400, Washington, D.C., 2006. As I say, all dollars go to support this show, and so we certainly appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so very much. Uh, Thank you all of the people in Elizabeth City, North Carolina of being uh, so so hospitable as we've been covering this story. People have been driving by, uh, thanking us uh, for our coverage. Uh, Hey, Again, Michael Gordon, uh, I said Gibson yesterday. He said, man, my brother in a bunch of people called me who watch your show. He said it's he said it's Gordon, not Gibson. I said I, I, said, I said I will correct it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Michael Gordon. We'll appreciate that. Uh, and uh, and again don't forget if y'all give on YouTube, we only get 55% of that. They keep 45 uh youtube announced today they, they shed all of their revenue records and so uh we'd appreciate it if y'all actually give the money uh to us direct we would appreciate it uh no we're not going to show the video later tonight because we still gotta we gotta drive back and we gotta put through the right system so we're going to show you the video tomorrow on roller martin unfiltered folks thank you so very much again please join our bring the Funk fan club we don't have millionaires and billionaires supporting our show But the bottom line is we are here to provide news information to the people. We speak truth to power and we do it unapologetically and we do it unfiltered. Thanks a bunch Uh, from Elizabeth City, North Carolina. I'm Roland Martin. Y'all take care. I will see y'all tomorrow. We'll have coverage of President Joe Biden's first address uh, to Congress. Look for our special presentation tomorrow. Y'all take care.
1: Holla!